Hi, and welcome to the podcast, Podcast My Business, from podcastmybusiness.com.au. And today we have Anne McEwen from Anne McEwen, M-C-K-E-O-W-N.com. And we're having a chat about how to cope with change, which is pretty relevant at the moment. Yeah, just a bit. Um, well, thanks, Tony. Thanks for having me uh, on here with you. Um, it's a really... Uh, Appreciate the opportunity to share, and I feel that now is a time when um, we we should share our skills with those that need help. Mm, absolutely, and I guess you know. Okay, we'll just touch on it very briefly. The event—that's all I call it. Um, in years to come, people will listen to this and go, "What are they talking about?" They'll know. Yes. <laughs> so the event. A, <laughs> the event. Like so that. look, this this is a huge event, and I mean, you know. Financially, it's a huge thing, but I think psychologically is really where it starts. I mean, you start off with being uh, angry, concerned, upset, everything. How do you, what, what's the best strategy to cope with that? Yeah, you're right. It's, it is changing. Even with this time, um, people have got change going on in their lives all the time. I think we just don't see it on mass like this usually um but you know people go through a divorce or they have a change of job or a new baby or a new house or and, and all of these things cause a, cause us stress in our life and the main thing for people to understand is that it all comes from our mindset and so that's the the one thing that i uh, love to work with clients on is how to shift your mindset and, and and it's easy to be told oh you must do this um but then the question is how do we do it and that's where I come in using techniques where we can actually shift the mindset and learning the difference between the conscious and the unconscious mind is really important because a lot of the time we live from an emotional unconscious basis and then we wonder why things have turned out the way they have. We try and, and will things to be a certain way um, or, or use our uh, willpower. But uh, what most people don't know is that we also have want power, which means I won't do it. And we're kind of subconsciously sabotaging ourselves. Mm. So, so mm. Sorry. So when I start screaming and yelling and getting all upset, is that my unconscious or conscious mind? Yeah, no, that's the unconscious mind. So basically, you're, it's old patterns and triggers um, that are being called up on a way to that you normally react. And it's basically the mind's way of keeping you safe. So in the days when we had to keep ourselves safe from real big threats, um, like a saber-toothed tiger coming into the cave, um, but the difference now is that we have these same reactions just because we missed the bus or um, we missed a phone call. or <laughs> And so it's being able to see when we're being irrational and, and recognizing patterns um, and being able to bring the conscious mind in to say to the unconscious, you can relax, I've got control of this. So as part of that strategy, um, prioritizing? Yes, um, I think the the first thing is awareness, really. It's knowing um, why did I react in the way that I did and being able to understand the difference between the two parts of, of the mind. So basically, the unconscious mind is the part that runs the body. It stores your memories and it makes associations to things that have happened in the past. 
And so even things like breathing, we breathe without thinking. The blood pumps through our body and our veins without thinking, our heart beats without thinking. These are all run by the unconscious mind. So are our memories and our emotions. Um, And it's actually the domain of our emotion. Whereas the conscious mind is like the decision maker, it's objective, it's the thinking part of the mind. Um, One very interesting thing I'd like to share is that it can only hold one thought at a time. So you cannot actually be happy and sad at the same time. Um, So when you're in one, that means that you're choosing to listen to the emotional side and not choose the other. Um, And it identifies all the processes, all the information that comes in through the senses, you know, our sight and our sound and smell and um, and one of the ways that we can help to calm the mind is by using our senses. So we can use the body to impact the mind and we can use the mind to impact the body. Um, I don't know if you've ever realized this, but people with depression often when they go to see a GP, they'll first thing they'll recommend is that they go and get exercise, that they get out in fresh air and get the body moving, get the endorphins released, because all of that helps the mindset to shift. And I think at the moment that's really, really important because uh, exercise is one of the few excuses you can get out. But while you're out, you can get your morning coffee. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Where would we be without our morning coffee? <laughs> and if, if you're like me and you like sugar in it as well, um, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Look, you know what? There's various ways of improving the mood. And if a little bit of coffee and a little bit of sugar helps you to do that, then there's nothing wrong with that. Like everything not to excess, but um, yeah, exercise is really, really critical. I mean, for example, I go to the gym, I do weights. I'm no longer able to do that. I'm finding it a bit of a challenge, but I've implemented adding more walks. Unfortunately, I didn't get to buy any weights, so I'm going to have to do that soon and whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's a perfectly normal, perfectly natural thing to miss and want to do. Are there any particular strategies to help with that? Yeah, look, I think there's there's a certain cycle that we go through as human beings. Um, one of the things that's happened with this event, as you call it, is that it's been a great leveller. So it doesn't matter what age you are, what country you're in, how much you're earning, how pretty you are. Uh, it just it will affect whoever it will affect. And it's the same with our mind. We all have the same brain as human beings. And obviously, we have different experiences and things that have impacted how we see life and how we react to life. But what scientists can tell us is that there's actually um, a cycle that we go through and almost have to go through um, to be able to come out at the other side. The thing is, each stage, are you going to get stuck or are you going to find a way through so, for example, we start off with the conscious mind, which gives us our rational response to things. So the initial response is we go into shock, you know, how the heck did this happen? Surely not. And often we're in denial. And I had a bit of this myself because I was actually overseas in Cuba when countries started to close their borders. And I was thinking, oh, we'll be right. <laughs> I'll be fine. Australia will be fine. I can get home. Um, I didn't want to cut my holiday short. Um, And then when the Prime Minister was saying all Australians need to make their way back home, I started to think, ah, okay, I can't be in denial about this anymore. I need to take action. And so I cut my holiday short and I came home. 
But the next stage is that we then go into this the emotional response, into the, the unconscious mind way of looking at things. And often for people, that's those stages are anger and blame and we start bargaining. So um, frustrated that we can't do the things that we want to do anymore, blaming the government for bringing in rules that we had no choice over because nobody likes change. It leaves us feeling insecure and particularly if it was change that we didn't choose. Um, so that's why I said earlier, it can apply to, you know, losing your job. And, and there's lots of um, a ripple effect around this event having happened in our world. There are people that have lost their jobs and salaries and can't pay mortgages now and probably damaging relationships. And so we have to look and say, well, I am feeling angry and frustrated about this. Um, maybe I am blaming the government um, and maybe I am bargaining, saying, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to go out anyway. I'll be fine. And the, the real bottom part of this bell curve is apathy. When we get to the stage where we just say, you know what, I don't care. I've lost everything. Um, I'm starting now to feel down and depressed and it's out with my control. There's nothing I can do. And that's the worst place to be. Um, because, well, it's the worst place to stay. I think we all go through it. And in the beginning, we saw it. Lots of people were staying home. They were all starting to watch Netflix, binge watch. You know, we were being told that um, alcohol sales were going up. So people were now beginning to drink at home every night in a way that they maybe wouldn't have in the past. There was Buy 2,000 rolls of toilet paper. Yes. <laughs> um, and people just saying... Um, I've, I've lost control. And um, when we do that, then we're really in the depths of the emotional response. So we have to be able to shift ourselves out of that. And the first step in doing that is acceptance. It's saying, okay, it is what it is, but how can I make the best of this situation? So when you just gave a great example where you can still go out and, and jog around the park or walk your dog or have a coffee or, you know, use those simple, small things in life that can lift up your spirit and and to give you a sense of being back in control in a way. And it's sort of like we gain control by letting go. And that seems a bit contrary, but that's exactly because when we resist things, that's when we cause ourselves the greatest internal pain because we've got this internal struggle going on. Um, I want to change it, but I can't. I'm going to change it, but I can't. You know, whereas we say, okay, well, there, let's focus on the things that we can change. What parts of my business can I save? What parts of my relationship can I improve? What parts of my financial um, things can I focus on? And that takes us on to exploring then new ways of doing things. And we're still in the emotional phase at this point, this sort of, even if it's a, a reluctant acceptance, we're moving forward again. We're starting to explore ways out. The next level is then to be able to, to understand um oh, I can do this and I can integrate it into my new normal is, you know, the language that everyone's using now. Um, and so, yeah, my performance can go up because I can do 
work online. Your podcasts are a fantastic example of how people can still work, get their message out, support their customers, um, even though they're maybe not doing it face-to-face anymore. Um, How can they integrate fun within their day with their family? So they say, well, I'm going to stop for my lunch hour every day and we're going to have a nice family lunch together on the balcony or in the park or... um, and then how do we sustain that? How do we bring that new learning and those new things into keeping it going so that we can continue to grow as individuals, the business can grow, the finances can grow, family relationships can grow? Excellent. Look, thank you, Anne. Look, you know, definitely that one about um, letting go and learning about how to let go. I was every day there reading the serenity prayer it's one of my favorites love that yeah you know and and it helped me to learn yeah Mm -hmm. look there's some things that you can do something about and you've got to learn some things you can do something about other things you've got to have some acceptance now um so for more information um how can people get in touch with you well thanks tony i just love that you said that prayer it's one of my favorites too um yeah, look, and it's easy. I've, I've just told people what the steps are and what to need to do. But obviously, yes, if you need help with shifting the mindset and some of the techniques that I share, um, my website is Um And uh, my business is called 2M Power. So it's the number two, capital M, and then power.co. So it's Anne at 2Empower.co if you want to email me. I actually offer a free 20-minute session for people, and often it goes on longer than that. But just to see where are you at, where do you want to get to, and how can you get there? And I can help you come up with a plan so that you're forward thinking and you're not stuck looking at the past, but you're looking to the future. Right. Okay. Well, look, thank you for that. And um, yeah, let's all keep looking to the future because it's bright. It's awesome. We can make it that way. So um, thank you very much for your time. Yeah, it's a choice. Thank you so much. And thank you for the beautiful work that you're doing at the moment. Right. Thank you.